0: Every year from June to August, hundreds of thousands of youth between the ages of 14 and 24 participate in summer jobs programs across the United States. These youth spend their summers working in a paid part-time position, typically organized by the local government. This year, 2022, more youth stand to benefit from summer jobs programs than ever before, thanks to historic increases in investments for these programs across multiple jurisdictions.
1: Today we're given these opportunities with an unprecedented investment in our summer youth employment program. As part of the preliminary budget, we expanded the program this year to hundred thousand jobs will be available to youth ages 14 to 24.
0: One such example is New York City, where Mayor Eric Adams announced the expansion in February 2022.
1: This is the largest number of jobs made available in this program's history and is a $79 million investment. From
0: JPOW North America, this is JPOW Voices. I'm your host, Yiping Lee. In 2020, we brought you the first season of j Voices, which explored the impacts and promises presented by Summer Jobs Program in the United States. Since then, we've witnessed the resilience of Summer Youth Employment Programs, or SYEPs, as many of them went virtual or hybrid for the first time on a large scale to ensure that young people everywhere still had access to summer jobs during the pandemic. Now... Almost two years later, we're seeing more and more jurisdictions creating or expanding their own SYEPs. At the same time, more and more rigorous evidence is being generated by researchers across the country that speak to the effectiveness of summer youth employment programs. Over the past year, my colleagues and I at JPOW North America have been diving deeper into the evidence base on the impacts of summer jobs programs on youth. In this special episode of J-PAL Voices, I'm excited to show you, our listeners, what we've learned from the evidence. Along the way, we'll be bringing back some of the voices of program implementers and participants that many of you came to know through our earlier episodes. A lot has happened in the past couple of years. And once you're all caught up, we'll share what we hope to see in the future and how you can help us make that happen. Now, before we jump into the evidence, I want to take a moment to briefly describe what a Summer Jobs Program, or SYEP, actually is. First, who are the participants? This is how Julia Brightman, whose team runs the New York City SYEP, describes the population of youth taking part in it.
2: There's so much ethnic diversity multiculturalism, income, and the wonderful thing about a program like SYP is it really brings everyone together. It's kind of like a like a subway car, <laughs> like everybody's in there, right? So there isn't maybe a typical young person, but I can tell you that the vast majority of our young people come from low-middle income households, over 80% of our young people. Most young people are young people of color. The vast majority are public school students, and for many of them, for for those who are college-bound, they'll be the first in their families to attend college.
0: The types of jobs offered in SYPs are also diverse.
2: About 40% of the jobs are kind of your typical summer job, right? Your daycare, day camp, hospital, social service. We also have another 40% of young people in the private sector, and that's everything from small businesses to banks. And then we have young people who are also participating uh, working with government agencies.
0: Summer jobs programs have a long history in the United States, beginning in 1963 as a federally funded program. Since then, funding for these programs has fluctuated, moving from predominantly being supported by federal funds to state and local funds. This resulted in a patchwork of programs across the United States, with some cities such as Chicago and New York City having larger programs, and other jurisdictions with no summer youth employment programs at all. Today, as more governments consider increasing investments in summer jobs programs, such as tapping into available funds from the American Rescue Plan, it is all the more important that we understand how policymakers can think about these programs as a part of local budgets and where to allocate their resources. Fortunately for us, many cities across the country allocate slots in their summer youth employment programs through a random lottery. This provides a unique opportunity to conduct a randomized evaluation, one of the best tools we have to measure the causal impact of a policy or a program. Randomized evaluation is also j particular area of expertise. Here's Kim Dadisman, the Associate Director of Policy at j North America, talking about why this methodology is so effective.
2: With random assignment, youth are either assigned to be offered a job and to participate or to not be offered a job. This also ensures us that there are no systematic differences between the groups at the beginning of a study. Again, for example, if a program was offered on first come first serve basis, it could lead to youth with more connections or resources like access to computers taking up the majority of slots. But with random assignment, any differences between the groups observed at the end of the study can be attributed to the program itself and not to underlying factors.
0: Over the past 15 years, researchers, including three from the j network, Sarah Heller, Judd Kessler, and Alicia Sasser-Modestino, built randomized evaluations into SYAPs using random lotteries in Boston, Chicago, New York City, and Philadelphia. These researchers produced 13 papers on their findings. And over the past year, we at j North America have been working to synthesize the evidence from these papers to better understand the full picture of SYEP's impact. What we found was amazing. The full picture of the benefits of summer youth employment programs is rich and complex. It is a program that can move the needle on a variety of outcomes. From employment, to involvement in the criminal legal system, to education, and to youth development. There is also a lot more to discover in the data for other outcomes, which we'll talk about later in the episode. But for now, let's dive deeper into these findings. First, let's talk about employment. The first question we explored was whether summer youth employment programs were achieving their stated purpose of providing youth with a summer job. Here's Judd Kessler of University of Pennsylvania, who researches the New York City SYEP.
3: During the summer, the programs provide access to jobs that youth otherwise would not have. So when youth get lotteried into the summer youth employment programs, they're significantly more likely to have a job that summer. The likelihood they have a job if they're lotteried in is 80 to 100 percent, whereas the probability they have a job if they don't get lotteried in is is closer to 20 or 30 percent. And so that's a big impact on labor market access. And that big gap in employment leads to significantly higher earnings for the youth who get into the summer program. So over the course of the summer, they could earn hundreds of dollars more on average than the youth who are not lottery day.
0: Recall then that the population we tend to see participating in SYPs are low-income youth. This means that SYEPs can make a huge difference during the summer for youth from low-income households.
3: Summer jobs programs are very good at transferring money to low-income youth and their families because giving someone a job in that summer, giving them the opportunity to earn money, that's a direct benefit that they get. And the youth who participate in these programs are typically lower income and often non-white, and there might be lots of benefits to transferring funds to those groups.
0: But until recently, it didn't look like these employment and earning effects lasted beyond the summer. So Judd and Sarah Heller from University of Michigan proposed a new intervention to New York City. Letters of recommendations or LRs, from the youth employers that youth can take with them to apply for jobs after the conclusion of the summer jobs program.
3: And these letters provide information about what the youth strengths are and, and how they performed in the summer program. They're pretty quick and easy to provide. And what we're finding is that letters of recommendation provided to youth who participated in the Summer Youth Employment Program are actually helping those youth secure employment faster and uh, for longer in the years following the program.
0: And Judd and Sarah will continue working with Julia to study and refine this intervention to make sure there aren't any unintended consequences. Here's Julia talking about how this intervention will inform New York City's SYPs in the years to come. To see the
2: results of that very small intervention was really phenomenal. And it's just a small lift on our part that I think it's something we're going to end up doing for every young person participating in the program.
0: In addition to providing access to a job and earnings during the summer... SYEPs have also affected youth criminal legal outcomes. Here's Sarah Heller from the University of Michigan who examined the Chicago and Philadelphia SYEPs.
4: Summer jobs programs consistently reduce involvement in the criminal justice system for at least a year after completing the program. And we've seen that with measures of arrests, arraignments, convictions, and incarceration.
0: Maybe even more importantly, The decrease in involvement with the criminal legal system is not only taking place during the summer.
4: Now, you might think this is just a product of keeping young people busy during the summer, but in fact, the crime decline consistently lasts beyond the end of the summer. So young people are taking something with them after the summer that changes their behavior. It could be improved social-emotional or self-regulation skills that could be learned at work but applied to conflicts of peers. It could be just changes in who your peers are or your time use. Or even just the direct income effect where summer earnings could last past the summer.
0: Further analysis also shows something exciting about who tends to be the most impacted by SYPs.
4: Some recent work suggests that youth at a greater risk of experiencing socially costly outcomes, so greater risk of involvement with the criminal justice system, for example, may in fact experience the biggest benefits from summer youth employment programs. This suggests that there's not a point where it's too late to help youth and young adults stay safe. In fact, there might be benefits to investing the extra resources it takes to serve a population at higher risk of criminal justice involvement.
0: The evidence is clear. Summer youth employment programs reduce contact with the criminal legal system for youth. And it is more than just about keeping them off the streets by occupying their time. Habiba Khan, a former participant of New York City's Summer Youth Employment Program in 2020, describes how summer job programs show youth that someone is willing to invest in them. If you're investing time in the students and if you're investing time in participants of the program, then you're more likely to get something out of the students. So it does make sense that when you introduce someone to something that's good for them, that they might continue going along that pathway and continue using whatever you're giving them to their advantage. In addition to the consistent increase in employment during the program summer and reduction in contact with the criminal legal system, research indicates there is even more about the impact of summer youth employment programs that can be explored. As researchers look beyond traditional measures, we see how we're only beginning to understand the full potential of SYEPs. In Boston, Alicia Sasser-Modestino at Northeastern University found increases in academic outcomes such as on-time high school graduation, which has traditionally not been observed in other locations. She and her team linked the educational outcomes to outcomes from a qualitative survey to help dig deeper into what youth are taking away from SYP beyond the summer.
4: There is emerging evidence from the Boston Summer Youth Employment Evaluation that the program can have an impact on longer-term outcomes. For example, we're finding that the program improves on-time high school graduation by as much as four percentage points or seven percent. And these outcomes are largely driven by not only improvements in attendance, but also improvements in college aspirations and work habits. So things like showing up on time. We also spoke with former SYP participants
0: from New York City who shared similar sentiment. Here's Erica Chen from New York City who's participated in summer jobs programming for many summers as a high school student, describing how the experience developed her technical and non-technical skills. Like I really loved my instructor or or like my boss because she she was so friendly with everything and casual with everything, but she was also really approachable about like job things, job related things, but also like life things. This program, was a lot more about personal development and a lot more about focusing on soft skills and how to prepare you for the small things about working in a professional environment. And as former Boston mayor and now Secretary of Labor Marty Walsh said to the participants in the 2018 Boston SYP Closing Ceremony, the positive impacts of summer jobs programs are not gained only by youth, but also by the broader community due to the essential work that these young people performed.
1: To
2: all of you, the young employees today, congratulations. Congratulations on being accountable. Congratulations on finishing what you started. Congratulations on being on time. Congratulations on working together, something that's, that's important. You made a real difference in the city uh, and, and certainly in our schools and our parks, our neighborhoods.
0: What we see from the evidence on summer youth employment programs is that they are programs with great potential, much like the youth who participate in them. And randomized evaluations have played an important role in unlocking that potential by helping to paint the full picture of SYP's wide-ranging impacts. We are seeing consistent improvements in increasing access to jobs and earnings during the summer. We see decreased involvement with the criminal legal system for participants that last well beyond the summer. But now we also know that there is so much more these programs can offer. Here's Julia from New York City again. At the base of it is this idea that if
2: young people are given exposure to role models, to career opportunities, to pathways for growth and progress, they will make the right decisions. They will grow and thrive. And it's incredibly heartening to know that what we do, our work,
0: can contribute to that. And for many summer youth employment programs, research has been and continues to be an integral part to informing the decisions made to ensure that we are providing the best possible opportunities to our youth. Here's Rashad Koch the director of Boston's Department of Youth Engagement and Employment, talking about the value of research in helping his department coordinate the summer jobs program with the various partners involved in the effort.
3: If we can just, as a city department, better understand how to assess our programs, then we can better support our partners who are on the ground doing the work. So those are local nonprofit organizations, community-based organizations, city agencies, even the private sector um, who works with one of our summer job intermediaries. So we can better support them in understanding and using research data to improve the experiences that they themselves are creating
2: for young people.
0: Thankfully, summer youth employment programs are starting to receive historic investment and public attention. In June 2021, President Biden drew national attention to summer jobs programs as a policy tool worthy of investment.
1: We know summer jobs, training and recreation for young people work. We can invest in more of these programs with the American Rescue Plan.
0: State and local governments across the country have answered this call. In April 2022, the U.S. Department of Education announced that Baltimore, Lexington, Madison, and Milwaukee are investing more than $14 million combined in their summer youth employment programs using American Rescue Plan funds. There's so much more to learn about these programs, and here's where you come in. As summer youth employment programs expand and scale... We at JPOW North America are ready and excited to work with local governments who are looking to start a summer jobs program or have been running one and want to learn more about how research can help them. If you're a business owner, I encourage you to reach out to your local summer youth employment program and inquire about partnership opportunities to host youth at your business in the coming summers. For everyone else, if anything we've said in this episode has piqued your interest, we would love to hear from you. The more these programs are implemented, the more we can continue to improve them and the more we can provide a better experience for our youth, because our young people deserve the best that we can give them.
1: We're opening the doors of opportunities for our sons and daughters of the city that have historically witnessed the doors being shut in their faces, well darn it, we're kicking those doors open and allowing them to be inside and sit down at the table of opportunities like so many have for so many years and helping them get the training that they need so they can move into employment. New York City is leading the way with the largest summer youth employment program in the nation. This is how we change the lives and change the course of our young people.
0: This special episode of G-Pow Voices was produced by Dave Lashensky and written and narrated by Yuping Li. Elizabeth Bond designed our logo. Special thanks to Aaron Graeber and Kalila Jackson Speaker for their inputs and support. Transcription assistance was provided by Caitlin Ark. For this episode's interviews, we thank Julia Brightman, Erica Chen, Kim Dadisman, Rashad Cope, Habiba Khan, Alicia Sassim-Modestino, Sarah Heller, and Judd Kessler. Our email address is podcasts at povertyactionlab.org. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S at povertyactionlab.org. We would love to receive your comments and feedback. Thank you so much for listening and for your continued support.